Anybody glad to be in the year of 2022? Wow. I was sitting in my chair yesterday morning just thinking, and I thought, who would have ever thought that we would even see the year of 2022? When I was a kid growing up, I heard the coming of the Lord preached so strong and the end of time preached so strong. I remember 1967, John Kershaw was the evangelist at the Louisiana camp and he got to preaching about the war that was happening over in Israel. He said when that barbed wire fence comes down, you know, Sure, the Lord was going to come. That's beyond some of your time. Some of you hadn't even discovered America by that time. But we all thought the Lord was coming, and Brother Billy Hale attributes that to his salvation. He was at that camp, ran to the altar, and got the Holy Ghost, and been preaching ever since. 1988, there was all kind of books written and things said, and guy come out with a book that said 88 reasons why the Lord is coming in 1988 and not a one of them came to pass here we are and well first then we went through anybody remember Y2K you know 2000 the world was going to go in chaos there was going to be no more water no more gasoline all the power grids were going down I still got books on my shelf. I know, I know people in this room that you stocked up for Y2K. You thought it was going to happen. Guess what? False prophets still live on. Here we are. It's 2022. And I will be honest, I never thought we would arrive at 2022. But riding down the road this week in my truck, a scripture came to my mind that said, In such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. Just because he hasn't come yet doesn't mean he's not coming. He's coming. And we are nearer than when we first believed. Does anybody believe that? I cannot tell you the day nor the hour. But I can tell you that these, my dear friend, are strategic times. I can tell you that we are living on borrowed time. Only God knows when the rapture of the church will take place. But this I do know. We are close. By all the signs of the times and the things that are written in the scriptures, we are nearer than we've ever been. We cannot lose sight. We cannot lose vision. We cannot lose purpose. We must prepare for the coming of the Lord. I started to preach this morning, and I may preach a little while on it. Is anybody serious about going to heaven? Are you serious about going to heaven? Because if you're serious, this is, this is a, very, a very vital time for you to take advantage of in the kingdom of God. All this stuff that's happening in the world, let me tell you something. It's all biblical. It's all happening because it was prophesied of. It's all happening because it's getting everything in line for the coming of the Lord and the end of all things. This is not an accident. 
Well, some of you believe it. I said, this is not an accident. I want to tell you COVID is not an accident. I want to tell you earthquakes are not an accident. I want to tell you war is not an accident. It's all in the Bible. And here we are facing it. But let me tell you what else is there. I'm going to preach a little bit of this next Sunday, Envision Sunday. But I want to tell you a little bit about it. The Bible said in the last days. How many of you believe we're living in the last days? He said, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. And the sons and the daughters are going to prophesy. I believe that we're living in the greatest days of revival that the church has ever known. I believe that. I believe in the midst of all the trouble and chaos, God has his hand upon this thing. And the church is about to prevail like it never has before. There's a great revival in the womb of the church. And we better realize what God wants to do in these end time hours. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. Thank you if you're a guest here today for worshiping with us on this Sunday. You could have chosen a lot of places to be, but we're glad you're here. I shook a man's hand this morning. That is not a guest. I just hadn't seen him in a long time. Brother Darren, we're glad to have you here. Brother Darren Gray started. I shook his hand. I said, well, you're home. And he started right here. used to sit right here. He used to occupy these prayer rooms by the hours every day. And Darren Gray is a good man. He's a preacher of the gospel. He's got a wife and children now and a family. And Darren, I welcome you and your family today. Thank you for worshiping with us. We love you. God bless you. Amen. 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 I want to just, can I just put away all the sermon stuff and, and just speak a little while from the heart? Can I, just, can I just do away with all this stuff that you think ought to happen in a church and talk a little bit from the soul today? Amen. Brother, Brother Rory already mentioned New Year's resolutions. I'm going to tell you, I have destroyed so many New Year's resolutions in the past. I'm almost scared to make another one. Is anybody with me? I said I was going to lose this much weight. I said I was going to pray this many hours. I said I was going to read this many chapters. I said I was going to. Y'all with me? I feel, you, I feel your heartbeat here today. But we can't quit making them. We can't quit, we can't quit going forward. So here's my question to you this Sunday morning. Are you happy with what you attained in 2021? Last week. The last service of the year, the day after Christmas, pretty good crowd, I preached to you still standing by the grace of God, still standing. Aren't you glad you're still in the kingdom of God today? Aren't you glad you're still a child of God on this Sunday morning? So, so, so let me read to you what the Apostle Paul said, and I've read this more than one time uh, uh, for our first Sunday of the year, but some things hopped out at me today and over the period of the last few days and especially this morning. What a prayer meeting I had this morning and uh, it just felt so warm and so good to meet with God early this morning. But Philippians chapter 3, Paul said in verse 12, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Now watch this. He said, brethren, 
I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Everybody say this one thing. He said this one thing I do. Forgetting, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching unto those things which are before. Watch what he said. I press. Somebody shout it with me. I press. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now I want to read it again in the Good News Translation because it gives a little more clarity in, in language that you may understand better. Here's what it said. I do not claim that I have already succeeded or have already become perfect. Paul said, I keep striving to win the prize for which Christ Jesus has already won me to himself. Of course, verse 13, of course, my friends, I really do not think that I have already won it. The one thing I do, however, is to forget what is behind me and do my best to reach what is ahead. So, I run straight toward the goal in order to win the prize, which is God's call through Christ Jesus to the life above. If I had a subject today, if I had a theme today, if you want to know something to remember what words I'm going to say for the next little while, it's simply forget this. Forget the past. Forget the past. Press toward the prize. Just forget 2020, 2021, the pandemic, the things that have happened, the, the disappointments. I could go through this room today and every one of us have things in our lives that we would like to discard. There's not one that sits on this building today that don't have some words you'd like to take back. There's not one that sits here today that don't have some actions that you'd like to redo. Amen. There's not one that, that is sitting here today that, that has some things that you would like to punch replay and replay that section or that part of your last year. But I'm here to tell you today that is the impossibility of life because when fleeting moments come and time passes by, the things you do are forever done and you cannot redo them. I, I, I look back over my life, and not only for the year of 2021, but there are many things in my past, many things, that if I could do it different. Have you ever looked at anything like that? Just if I could go do that different. If I could make a better decision here. If I could just say something a little different here. If I would have shown a little kindness here. Maybe if I would have used love right here. Perhaps things might have turned out different. I want to preach a little bit today about forgetting what's behind you because let me tell you what time is. Time is the most precious commodity that you ever have. Time is here and then it's gone. That's why the Bible said life is like a vapor. It's here, then it's gone. It's there, then it's over. Life is as water spilt on the ground, the Bible said. You cannot gather it up again. So that's why it's so important that we understand 
the significance of some time, putting things behind us. There are times in, in your life that if you don't put things behind you, it will destroy you ultimately. You have to put some things. Here's the thing about humanity. And I'm just, I don't have a note here today. I got some scriptures wrote down, but I'm preaching from my heart. Here's what I want you to understand today. The thing about humanity is we have the unique ability to remember and the awesome and awful ability to not be able to forget. I wish I could just say I forgot that. I wish I could just say that's done and I don't want to. But you know what? The devil has the unique ability of bringing it up to you. There are things in every life. There are things in everybody's mind. Right now, right now while I'm preaching, you can go back in your past and say, my God, I wish I could just forget that. I wish I could put that behind me. I don't ever want to remember that. But I want to tell you something else. The unique ability of God is this, is that he can forget it. And he can do what we sang about a few minutes ago. He can put it under the blood and he will never go there and drag it back up because his blood washes men white as snow and he never brings it back upon you. So here's what you got to do. You got to have faith to believe that God, when you repent, has put your past behind you. That's why Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind. I can't talk about them anymore. I don't want to deal with them anymore. I got my eyes set on a prize. I'm pressing this morning for some things that God has for my future. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I was riding down the road this morning on the way to church, I hadn't thought about the scripture in a long time, but my mind ran to uh, the, the story of Elijah and Elisha. You remember Elijah went by and, and threw his mantle on Elisha. You remember that? Let me give you the scripture, 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 19. The Bible said, So he departed thence and found Elisha the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelfth. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle on him. Now, that's, a, that's an awesome story. But here's the, the, the better part to me. You, we know that Elisha got a double portion of what God gave Elijah. If you look in the Scripture, there were seven major miracles that Elijah performed as a prophet of God. But if you look at Elisha, the Lord promised him a double portion, and he did, before he died, 13 major miracles. Well, you say that wasn't a double portion, but let me tell you, after he was dead, they threw a dead man in his cave one day in his, in his tomb, and they looked back, and here comes the dead man running down the road because the 14th miracle was still alive. So we know that Elisha got a double portion of Elijah's anointing. But watch this. The Bible said in verse 20, he left the oxen, and he ran after Elijah. And this is what he said. Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And the Bible said in verse 21, 
And he turned back, talking about Elisha. He turned back from him. Watch what he did. He took a yoke of oxen and slew them. He killed all of his plowing oxen. Every one of them. And he boiled their flesh. And he not only boiled the flesh of the oxen, he burnt the plow up. Stay with me. The Bible said with the instruments of the oxen. And he gave unto the people and they did eat. Then he arose. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. And the Lord just spoke this into my system this morning while I was riding down the road on the way to this church. And he said, you know what you need to tell them this morning? So help me, this is what I heard. He said, you need to tell them there's some folks that haven't burned the oxen and they haven't burned the plow. They're still dwelling in the past. In order to get to where God wants you to get and have the miracles God wants you to have, you gotta go back and burn the oxen. You gotta get some things out of your system. You got to put some things behind you. And when you put them behind you, God is going to put a miracle in your life. Well, I don't believe that anymore. Let me tell you what you better do. You better go, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. You better not look for any new thing. You better look for old-fashioned things. You better look for an apostolic anointing in your life. A move of God that will produce harvest in your life. That's what God is looking for in this year. Burn the oxen. And not only that, burn the plow. You know why, Brother Jason? Because they did, he didn't want anything to go back to. He didn't want to have to go back and get his oxen and get his plow. He did, let me tell you, the Lord looked at the disciples one day. Folks were leaving him right and left. I've been there. I know how Jesus was feeling. And he said, will you leave me also? And you know what the Lord said? He said, will you leave me also? And you know what Peter said? Lord, where are we going to go? We left everything for you. We don't have a boat anymore. We don't have any nets anymore. Everything we've had is gone. You know why? Because they put it behind them in order for you to get what God's got for you. In 2022, you need to put some things behind you. Burn the oxen. Burn the plow. Do what you got to do to get right with God. When God got ready to deliver Israel out of Egypt, he said to them, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. God changed their calendars. He just simply said, I'm going to take the initiative here. And for you, Israel, from this point forward, this is the first month of the year. I don't know. In our terminology, it may have been April. He said, I'm going to turn this to January. Do you understand where I'm coming from? It may have been July, but he said, not anymore. Because I want to make this a new thing for you. I want to give you a new beginning today. 
Could I tell somebody in this room on this Sunday morning, it's the second day of a new year, but also it's a time in your life that God wants to put some things in your past and put a prize before you and say today is the first day of the rest of your life. You do not have to be what you were in 2021. You do not have to travel the same road that you traveled in 2021. You don't have to go to the same places. You don't have to say the same things. You don't have to have the same friends. You don't have to live the same lifestyle. If you want to change, I'm ready to change the calendar of your life. Could I tell you on this Sunday morning, it's time for you to forget the past and press toward the prize. Ha. Woo. Somebody shout hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in the house today. I'm tired of the devil dragging people down because of what they've done. Let's be honest today. There's not a soul in this building that has not made a mistake. As a matter of fact, we made a bunch of them. And if you're sitting here thinking you're perfect, I got news for you. You ain't nothing but a mud ball saved by the grace of God. And you ain't perfect. And I ain't perfect. I said stuff I didn't want to say. I've done things I didn't want. Come on now. You have too. You, you got thoughts that you didn't know where they even come from. And stuff blurted out your lips that you said, my God, where'd that come from? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't you tell me. I, you got red blood flowing through your veins. I know where you live. It's planet Earth, and I'm right here with you. So don't act like you got it all together, honey. You ain't got it all together. You got mad when you shouldn't have got mad. You didn't do what the Bible said. The Bible said be angry and sin not. You got angry and sinned. I'm preaching to you today because I know where we are. But here's the deal. You don't have to go there. You don't have to be beat down with that. You don't have to be drugged down. Look, I know because every time we get on to pray as individuals and the church corporate, when we start praying, the devil says, uh-huh, you're not going to be any different. He hops up on the throne and tries to rule your life. He wants to make you think you got to do the same thing again. He wants you to think that you're addicted to that. I'm going to tell you you're not addicted. It's a choice. Make a choice today to say I'm putting that behind me and God is going to give me the prize if I'll do what his word says. I feel a little preaching me on the first Sunday of this year. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you we need to do what the word of God said. When the Holy Ghost gets a hold of us, you know what fix a lot of things? A prayer meeting. It'll fix stuff I can't fix. Here's what I'm going to tell you in 2022. Look at me. Everybody look at me. Don't come to me with an issue unless you prayed for it. Because my first question to you is going to be this. Have you prayed? Have you asked God to help you? Have you talked to the Lord? He's the chief counselor. Don't come talking to me if you hadn't talked to God. I got an issue. Well, I, I got an issue first. Have you talked to God about it? Have you took it to the throne of God? Because let me tell you what the Bible said. 
How many of you believe that the Holy Ghost makes a difference in our life? You believe being born again makes a difference in our life? You believe that? Let me give you a little scripture. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Put it on the screen. It's a common scripture. It's one that you've heard so many times. But I want you to see it again this morning because Paul, in talking about being born again, he said, therefore, if any man, not some men, not not part men, not just men, but if any man. Somebody say any man. Any man be in Christ, he is what? Now read that next part. All things, they're gone. All things. That means we burnt the oxen and the plow. And we put some stuff out of our life. I'm not preaching anything that's uncommon to you. But it said old things are passed away. Behold, all things, all things, everything in your life can become new. They're new. Today is a new day. I just felt on the Holy Ghost to preach to you this morning that you need to just put the past behind you. I know people that they can't go 10 days without, without the devil trying to do right and the devil just jumped. Not even that long. A week. They'll, they'll say I'm going to fast three days. Let me tell you it's crucial for us to fast and pray this week. I hope you will join us in fasting and prayer. I'm not telling you how much to fast. I'm not asking you how many hours to pray. I'm asking you to go to God conscientiously and fast and pray for not just for the church but for your soul and for your family and for revival in your life. Let me preach to you today. If we'll do that the old things are going to pass away way and you can take the devil out of your life and get him off your back and tell him that is no more because every time he comes and tries to bring up your past you just got to say I believe that it's under the blood and Jesus Christ has forgiven me of that your faith will make you whole I said your faith will make you whole somebody hear me this morning if any man be in Christ He's a new creature. That's why I believe when people find God, they, they're not the same person. You know what? Hollywood's got a different concept. The world has a different concept. They talk about finding God and becoming religious and they never change anything they do. Let me tell you, when you find God, you put some things behind you and you start pressing for the prize. Hallelujah. When you find God, you, you, you leave some things back here. You, you don't, could you hear me today? Don't leave anything in your life that you can go back to. Burn the oxen and burn the plow and get things out of your past that you even have a hope. The Bible said, Nate, make no provision, no room for the devil. That's right, preacher. I read Ezekiel's prophecy this morning. Screen's not working up here, so I don't have a watch. Isn't that great? I got one on my arm, but it's an Apple watch, and it don't always just show up. See, it didn't look then, so I'll just keep preaching. I love it when there's no clocks in the building. Ezekiel 36. I'm hurrying. Ezekiel said this. I read the whole chapter of the, the 36th chapter of Ezekiel this morning. You need to go read that because... God was really upset 
that Israel had lost their land and heathens had come in and had overtaken. The 36th chapter of Ezekiel is a very powerful chapter. But in the 24th verse, here's what the Lord said through the prophet. For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. This is prophecy. It's what God said he was going to do for Israel. Then he said, well, I sprinkle clean water upon you and you're going to be clean. That's what he said. And from all your filthiness and all your idols, he said, I will cleanse you. But he didn't stop there. He said, a new heart. Everybody say, a new heart. He said, I'm going to give that to you. And a new spirit, I'm going to put it inside of you. That's what I'm going to do for you, Israel. And I'm going to take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I'll give you, I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. You shall keep my judgments and do them. And ye shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and ye shall be my people, and I will be your God. The Lord directed me to that scripture this morning, and I thought, God, you're saying that to us. There's heathens in the land. There's so much, there's so much sin and degradation. There's so much compromise and so many things wrong in our society, in our world. But you know what the Lord said? If you'll come and get out and I'll, I'll just make a way for you. I'll clean you up. I'll give you a new heart. I'll get my spirit in you. I'll, I'll make sure that you keep my judgments and you're going to dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. That's what he told Israel. Why would he not say that to spiritual Israel that is the church this morning? If you'll get out of Egypt, if you'll get out of the world, if you'll come away from the heathen, if you'll do the things that I'm asking you to do, why would I not take care of the things in your life and put every bit of that behind you so that you could have joy in the future? I wrote this down because this is what came to me in prayer this morning. First of all, let me give you one more scripture. Remember this. Remember this. Mark this in your Bible. Go mark it right now. Lamentations chapter 3. Verse 21 said, This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. That's what the Lord said. Now, I wrote this down and I'll close with this. Please, do not let your failure define your future. Listen to me. Preacher, I tried to live for God and I couldn't make it. Try again. We've all been there. Preacher, I I made a promise to God and I didn't keep it. He'll forgive you. I didn't do last year what I told the Lord I was going to do. Do it this year. Try again. If at first you don't succeed, that's just a simple, simple thing. But you can't keep, you can't fall and stay down. This is where you have to say, you know what, I'm bigger than this. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. I may be preaching to my own self. I can whip this thing. I don't have to be where I was in June or April or August, November. 
I remember some terrible things in my life. Why don't you put your past behind you this morning? God has opened up a brand new year for a brand new purpose in your life. This is a perfect time in your life to make a decision that you're not going to dwell in the past. Let me tell you, I love revivals of the past, but revivals of the past are gone. I love the church of the past, but the church of the past is here no more. I like to talk about Peter, James, and John and the New Testament miracles and all that, but that's not, that's not where we live. I love all that. I love to talk about souls that have been saved and people's lives that have been changed in this church. All that's good, but you can't live in the past. I don't like to talk about failures and defeat. Somebody asked me one time, said, so-and-so left. How come you hadn't said anything? Why do I want to talk about it? I don't care nothing about talking about it. I'll give you a scripture. They were not for us. For if they had been for us, they would not have been out from us. So there's some people you're just better off without. I'm not going to sit up here and talk about defeat. Somebody backslid. Well, I hate that, but I'm not giving the devil any credit. I'm going to tell you, you don't have to backslide. You don't have to lose your soul. You don't have to walk without God. You can walk closer to God than you've ever walked. All you got to do is determine today. Brethren, he said, I'm not attained, but I tell you what I am going to do. I'm going to forget the past, and I'm going to press toward the high mark. I'm heading for the prize. I'm going to get there. What I told the Lord this morning, I know you think I'm crazy. I don't care what you think. I'm old enough that it don't matter anymore. I ain't trying to impress you. Here's what I told the Lord this morning. Lord, I'm not quitting. I don't care who quits, who fails. I don't care what anybody says. There's not enough people that can say enough for me to quit. I'm not quitting. I just made my New Year's resolution this morning in prayer. I ain't quitting. I don't care if the devil comes in living person and living color. I ain't quitting. I don't care if he shows up with a pitchfork. I ain't quitting. I don't care if he has fire so hot, you can smell the smoke and, and, and smell the flesh burning in hell. No, I ain't quitting. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. I've made up my mind. I'm going to forget my past and I'm going to look forward to my future because my past is marked by things that I don't want to remember. But I got news for you. My future is spotless. My future don't have nothing on it. My future don't have one mark against me. And I'm not letting my failure define my future. Does that make sense to you today? Come on, let's be honest. How many of you failed God in some ways in 2021? I'll be the first. I failed God in some ways. I, look, and I ain't been out getting drunk, and, and you know, I, I ain't been. Look, I'm talking when I'm talking about failing God. I'm talking about I probably didn't do some things He told me to do, and I probably didn't do some things He wanted me to do. And the Bible said to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So if you know to do good and you don't do it, guess what? You just sin. That makes sense. So I said, God, forgive me for the things that, and I told him this, I promise you I did this morning. Forgive me today for the things that I've done and forgive me for the things that I haven't done.
and I want to walk before you, solid before you, sincere before you. Because my ultimate goal is not in this world. It's the prize. Do you know what the prize is? Sister Tenney spoke about it a few Sundays ago in this building. It's streets of gold. It's walls of jasper. It's gates of pearl. It's everlasting life. It's, it's around the throne of God for the endless ages. That's the prize. The prize is not a million dollars in the lottery. The prize is not a big bank account. That's not the prize. The prize is not stocks and bonds. and It's not popularity in the political position. That's not the prize. The prize is to hear him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter in to the joy of the Lord. Are you with me today? Forget the past. Serve. Serve. Matter of fact, just, just bow your heads here right now. Serve. Let me talk to you a minute. Feeling the Holy Ghost when I'm talking. It's not over. The devil's trying to convince you that it's over. It's not over. Yes. Yes. I'm speaking right into somebody's ear this morning, right into your heart. Yes, it was wrong. Yes. It's terrible, but it's not over. Ma'am, I want you to hear me right now. You cried yourself to sleep because of your mistake, but it's not over. It's not over because He is a God of mercy and a God of forgiveness. And what He wants to do on this Sunday morning is to put your past behind you and show you the prize that you're looking for. Hmm. It's a new season. It's a new day. I feel the Holy Ghost talking. I'm just trying not to say too much because I feel the Holy Ghost speaking. You got to forget that. You got to put that behind you. You got to say, Lord, I'm sorry. Wash me in your blood. Cover me with that blood that only can cleanse my soul. David, keep your heads bowed. I'm just talking. Listen to me. David was a man after God's own heart. David committed adultery. David then brought a man in and put him on the front lines so that he would be killed because he wanted his wife. So he committed adultery. Then he committed murder. And then when the preacher came, he lied to the preacher. And he he did all of those things. But when God got his attention and he fell on his face, I challenge you to go get Psalms 51 and read it today before you go much further. Because he said, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Renew, renew in me a right spirit. He said, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Wash me with hyssop. 
make me clean is what he was saying, Lord. Make me clean. Create in me a clean heart. And then God said, David, 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 that man, adultery, murder, lying to the man of God, that man was a man after my heart. Why? Because he put his past behind him and he said, I got more to live for than what happened yesterday. Stand all over this house with me right now. I feel the Holy Ghost in this room today. On the first Sunday of 2022, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give a little simple altar call. Very simple. If you want to put your past behind you and you want to press, press, press. Notice that word press. That means you gotta push. That means you gotta try. That means you gotta give it your best if you want to press for the prize. I'm the first in the altar today. Who wants to meet me right here? I'm pressing. I want things that are yesterday to be yesterday. I'm looking for God to do greater things in my life. Sing, singers, we're gathering here to repent for our yesterdays, but claim our tomorrows. We're doing that right now. We're claiming our tomorrows.